All right, so we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and uh, His work in our life. And really, really, uh, if you want to know the truth, do you want to know the truth or you want me to lie? No. <laughs> so what happened is, I, uh, I don't remember if it was November the 3rd. Is that the election? I think it was the election. It was to do with the election. So I was seeking the Lord about what should we do, you know. Uh, what should we be ministering on and uh, coming together about? And um, what was quickened to me was uh, that we need to be full of the Word and full of the Spirit, right? Stay full of the Word and full of the Holy Spirit. And so that's where these lessons actually kind of came from. And uh, that was as I kind of looked at the nation and what's going on. And, uh, you know, uh, there's so much, um, you know... Uh, Jesus is the truth, right? And so sometimes facts line up with the truth, and sometimes facts don't line up with the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, uh, primarily in that arena, I think of many times your body uh, may have, uh, the fact is uh, they diagnose you with, with whatever they diagnose you with. Or the fact is you may see this in your body. You know, you can actually sometimes see a, a problem in your body. Or they can see it with different instruments. But the truth is, Jesus healed you when uh, he, his, by his stripes on the cross. right? So that's the truth. But the fact may not always line up with the truth. Mm -hmm. And so um, concerning uh, political things, uh, those are very concerning uh, to any nation because uh, Paul told Timothy... Uh, give thanks for and pray for those in authority that you may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. Really, it's so that the gospel can manifest and dominate. Mm -hmm. When I say dominate, I don't mean like the gospel is forcing people to come, but I mean the gospel can, it's really better to say how the Bible says it, which is that your word may be glorified and have free course. Yeah. Right. So the, the gospel has... Uh, free reign and free course. The gospel can go wherever the gospel is received, mm -hmm. right? Where the gospel right. wants to go, and so, and in that in that arena, in that in that passage of scripture, I love to pray that one. I pray that for Pastor Mark a lot of times, but um, because it says uh, that you may be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. <laughs> <laughs> but then it goes on. Do you anybody know what it says? Because all men have not what. Say it louder. Faith. Faith. Mm -hmm. That you be wicked, uh, delivered from wicked and unreasonable men because all men have not faith. Mm -hmm. You ever realize that? If you have faith and you use it, so if you're born again, you have faith. Right. You know, God gives you the measure of faith to even get born again. Yeah. But once you're born again, uh, you're not dealing with natural human faith in that instance. You're dealing with God's faith as a believer. Well, I shouldn't say that. You have God's faith as a believer. That's how you became a believer. But you may not be using God's faith. You may, you may have God's faith and try to use natural human faith. So I, I'm just doing it because Brandon said that. I heard Brandon say this, so that's why I'm acting on it. You know, Brandon, he did this and he did that and he got this success and that success. And so I'm stepping out on what, Brandon, what happened to Brandon. Well, you could uh, somehow, maybe if you're just starting out, maybe somehow get some kind of result like that, but it wouldn't be lasting. So, uh, and it wouldn't be satisfying. 
You ever, I have done this, maybe it's embarrassing to tell it, but you know, you, sometimes you're like trusting the Lord in a certain arena of your life and you're going to help him out. <laughs> so I've been like in the, <laughs> in the process of helping the Lord out. And in the process, I kind of have on the inside like, do you really like want this to be successful in your own strength? So that you'll just be like, I wonder if God would have come through. Wow. I'm like, no, I really don't want that. But I want it now. It's <laughs> normally my problem. It's like, now? <laughs> Do we need to wait, really? Uh, and so uh, Keith Moore said one time, there's a little short rabbit trail help. Uh, I heard him say one time, you know, one of the greatest cures for covetousness is something that you want to buy. Just make yourself wait. Right. He said, if you have the money to buy it, don't buy it. Mm -hmm. yep. Wait a day or an hour or a month, whatever the Lord puts on your heart. But don't, you know, don't let covetousness rule you. Yeah. Like, I have to have it now. Well, you have the money and you can go get it. Whatever. I can do what I want to do. Well, you can if Jesus is not your Lord. Mm. Mm. Uh, but what happens sometimes is um, we have temporarily dethroned him. I was reading earlier today, not for this, but just re reading the word, and uh, it was today, maybe yesterday, uh, that covetous, it was this morning, covetousness is idolatry. And uh, maybe in the American church, that's one of the greatest messages we should hear that we don't hear much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, we don't want anything really to take the lordship of Jesus. Uh, when Jesus is Lord of your life, not just when you, you make him Lord and you're born again, but when you leave him on the throne of your life, you realize his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And, uh, you know, he'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll never lead you down the wrong path. He'll never lead you into frustration. There's always peace when he's there. There's always, you know, peace when he's in charge. And so, um, anyhow, this uh, being full of the word and full of the spirit uh, in the days in which we live and the days that are coming. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have life and not be frustrated and live out uh, your life that God had planned for you and you're going to fulfill what He's planned for you, uh, you're going to have to stay full of the Word and full of the Spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. And you stay full of the Word and full of the Spirit. And, uh, you know, these crazy people <laughs> that, that seem to be multiplying... <laughs> Uh, you know, they'll look at you like a cow at a new gate, like Brother Hagin used to say. Uh, but, you know, you can just, you can really just laugh it off. Because your citizenship, uh, you may have a, a passport that says USA. But Paul said our citizenship is in heaven. Right. Yeah. We're actually just ambassadors here. Mm -hmm. well, we represent heaven here with power. Right? And with resources. Yeah. And with peace. Right? And so uh, we're here representing Him. Number one, uh, you know, our number one um, reflection or echo should be of Him. Right? And then number two and three uh, can be other things to do uh, with the United States and all those type of things. But honestly, if you're going to be effective, and, and when we pray for the leaders, uh, if they're going to be effective, 
they have to have this area right. Uh, their relationship with God and the Lordship of Jesus. Because, you know, uh, what was it, probably four years ago, five years ago now maybe, we went, went down to, to Capitol Hill uh, with a, another team from out of town uh, ministering to the senators and congressmen. So we just go into their offices and uh, just say, hey, like, uh, is there anything you'd like uh, prayer for? And um, really kind of amazing experience because I call it the... Uh, uh, pretty girl complex. <laughs> oh, the pretty girl complex, that's something I made up. So you might not find that on Google or, or Urban Dictionary. But you know, like, I remember when I was in high school, uh, you'd have some pretty girls. and But there would be like, and different whatever, but there would always be like one or two pretty girls. You found out after high school, they never dated anybody because nobody asked them out. Because everybody thought somebody else was asking them out. So uh, on Capitol Hill, what you end up with is two things. One of the things is um, the reason anybody wants to meet with a congressman or a senator is because of the power or the influence or the recognition that they can get. Right? Uh, so basically, if you're on a, a, a staff and um, your representative does not get reelected, and you don't already have another representative that you're working with, uh, you find out that you have like, you thought you had like 100% friends, you had like 5% friends. There's only like 5% of the people that actually <laughs> really are your friend, and they don't just want your influence, right? Uh, so you have that. And then when we went to pray with them, we found out uh, one of the greatest things that the, the ones that were believers, I think there were like uh, six or seven congressmen prayed to receive Christ, excuse me, senators prayed, prayed, prayed to receive the Lord. Um, but the ones that were already Christians, they, they said, please pray for us that we can stand. Pray for our families and pray that we can stand because there is so much pressure to compromise. Now, they weren't just talking like sexual things with their spouses, but that was included. Uh, they were talking about uh, godly Christian standard because they said, we never hear anything like that. We never hear anybody supporting us like that. So, you know, um, when you're in leadership, uh, all authority is given by God. The authoritative structure is from God. The fact that there's someone in charge somewhere, that's from God. Right? So like, it's like Hitler was in charge in, in Germany for a period of time. Well, God did not put Hitler in, in there, but he put that position of authority where there is a ruler of a nation or rulers of a nation. He put that authoritative system in, in place. Well, the devil knows that authoritative system, and the devil knows uh, for, in, in Timothy uh, where you, know, you pray for those in authority. You may live quiet and peaceful life. Why? He wants access. And if you want to study this, you study the book of Daniel. You find out in the book of Daniel, like principalities and powers, all of these influences uh, that uh, the devil tries to control, well, God wants access. Right. Well, he gets access through prayer. Right? So when we pray, we give him access. So it's so important to pray for our leaders and not just pray that they make godly decisions, but pray that they can stand against the wiles of the enemy. Right? And that they see the tactics of the enemy. And that the, that the, you know, I pray right now uh, uh, a lot. It's kind of my, my election prayer, uh, this long election. Uh, <laughs> that every lie and hidden thing would be revealed yeah, right. and, and come yeah. to light. Absolutely. Right? 
you know, because even the Bible says that people wouldn't, would never choose to go to hell like they're choosing to go to hell if Satan hadn't blinded them, right? So he, he's, he likes to blind people, works in deception, works in deceptive realms. And so, but we as the church, we have the authority yes. and the power uh, to speak words from heaven yeah. that can stop him. Not, not, not lock him up forever, not like he's never a problem anymore, but we have access to t take care of those things, okay? Um, so, full of the Word and full of the Spirit, because when, our, when we are that way, uh, any believer's that way, whether in the leadership of the nation, or in leadership in your home, or your business, or wherever you're at, then you can make clear decisions. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. Because you really have to hear from heaven. And in these days, you have to hear from heaven quickly, right? So it's not like, hey, uh, hold on, let me get right with God <laughs> before you bash my head in because you're, you're an uh, anarchist. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, because you just don't like something because you're, you're just a big baby, you know, because you have no honor, because you have no integrity, and really because you have no faith. Therefore, you're wicked and unreasonable. So what you see happening in the United States is an issue of faith. Because I either trust God to provide for me, or I trust the government to provide for me. Well, thank God when the government can provide you for something, but you should never be satisfied for the government to provide for you forever. Because you should be a person of faith where you believe God and you have a supply. Right? Praise the Lord. Well, so Jesus uh, said in John chapter 14, you know, he was with um, for three years, you know, with the disciples on the or rather on the earth and then called the disciples. And um, he's talking about in John chapter 14, like we read the last uh, couple weeks uh, about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, uh, what he's going to do and who he is. And, you know, um, I think my favorite definition that we read is... Um, that he helps uh, those to gallantly cope with difficult situations, right? So the Holy Spirit, in King James here, it says he's the comforter, but that does not mean today what it used to mean. That means he's the one that buoys you up with explosive, powerful strength. And he's the one that you're in a situation, uh, even Jesus, uh, well, Paul said, you don't even need to know what to say in that hour. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. So you don't have to premeditate it. Like, here's what we're going to say. You know, here's our talking points. I'll give you our talking points. You just say these things. Well, he give you the talking points at the moment. Because it's not just a religion, it's a relationship. He lives on the inside of you. And uh, kind of we, we camped on this more maybe the first week, but you, Jesus said, uh, you know him, speaking of the Holy Spirit. He's with you and will be in you. Right? He's with you now because he's in me and he is my spirit, but he will be in you and you know him. Well, so if you kind of have the uh, demeanor in life that you don't know him, well, you're going to act like you don't know him. If you allow that thought to just dominate you, you say, well, I, I don't know him. Other people know him. I don't know him. No, you do know him. If you're born again, you know God's spirit. You know him. 
right? And so uh, one of the things, being full of the Word, how you can be full of the Word? Well, the best way I know to be full of the Word is to read the Word with the Holy Spirit, which really you shouldn't call that reading. You'd, that would be feeding. So when I um, uh, first was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I started to recognize the significance of the Holy Spirit, and I'm like, you know what? Every time I'd sit to read the Word, I'd start to read, and I'd, I'd get like a check because I needed to acknowledge the Spirit of God. And so I'd sit down, and I'd say, now, Father, I'm going to read your Word, and I am expecting your Spirit to teach me because you said that's what He would do. So I'm expecting that in Jesus' name, and I would begin to read, and I would just have that sort of, sort of a, a demeanor about my, my reading of the Word, that he's, he's teaching me now. And so I'm looking for more than just words to stimulate my mind. I want something, I want something of substance to hit my spirit. And when uh, the Word comes like that, when light comes, that is revelation knowledge, that is uh, Romans 4.17, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, which is hearing by the rhema of God. The rhema of God is that light, that revelation, that understanding. Yeah. Do you know the Holy Spirit speaks, or God speaks to you, well, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak like that, really. God speaks to you by the Holy Spirit, and Jesus speaks to you by the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit just he says, uh, Jesus said, he will not speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that he will speak. So if you want to hear the Lord, you're going to have to get acquainted with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? And so, so when he speaks to you, it's not always with words. You know, the inward witness? Right. Yeah. Well, what is it? Sometimes you just know. I can't explain to you. I just know. I just know. Don't walk down that alley. I just know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's an alley, but it could be like broad daylight. Mm -hmm. Just drive a different way to work today. Right. And you're like, that makes no sense. You know, I know a minister. <laughs> Brother, I can talk about this minister that he was driving and uh, the light was green. And he had unction on the inside, stop. And he said, well, that's a green light. Why would I stop? He didn't, and he got T-boned. His wife had to go to the hospital, everything like that. <laughs> He's like, why? <laughs> you, I like to say it like this. I probably got it from somebody. Um, uh, but uh, you can't really separate walking by faith from being led by the Spirit. Because, think about, how does faith come? Faith comes by really hearing God. Right? right? And that comes from the Word. Right. So that's the only way you're going to have faith. Well, what is faith? Well, you know, like that 10-volume dictionary that I love? I just love that definition because they never taught me that at Ramah. <laughs> that, that what it is, is, uh, you know, this explains why people say you've got to repent. Some people focus on, well, if you just can't, you just can't believe, you just can't whatever, because those people that are saying that, they're not bad people. They just don't understand the word faith, because part of the substance of faith, by its essence and definition, let's just, I'll be polite to my wife, let's say she's Jesus. So if I'm going to believe in Jesus, 
If I'm going to believe, don't get too big headed there. If I'm going to believe in Jesus, that makes you the devil, by the way, or, or the flesh. So if I'm going to believe in Jesus, if I'm going to act in faith and turn to him, in order for me to do that, I'm not doing this. I'm not holding on to the world and anxiety and what I can do and what I can reason out and going to Jesus. I will not be born again that way. I will only be born again when I turn 100% to Jesus, to the Word. But in order to do that, that requires that I am turning away from these other things. Because I can't be served two masters, right? I can't be uh, torn between the two, right? I am just turning to Jesus. So that's why some people get, well, well you, you didn't repent, you know. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, if you're calling upon the name of the Lord and you're actually calling on Him as the Lord, you cannot do that and still live your old way of life and still be focused on that and say, I'm still going to have this as my Lord, right? So, so that's kind of not a problem if you're actually uh, acting and living by faith. And so Jesus said, you know him. Well, when I was, uh, you know, I was born again at four years old and then, um, you know, wasn't filled with the Spirit until I was 21. And um, when I, uh, uh, I was at a condo with some friends and um, people my age and then his parents were there and his mom was filled with the Spirit. And boy, I sensed the power in her life. And I said, there's something different about her. And uh, I want that, right? So she said to my friends, she said to us, would you guys like to be filled with the Spirit? And uh, they're like, oh, yeah. And I was a little slower. So I said, um, I said well, yeah, yeah, I would. And um, so th- th- she prayed for my friend. He was filled with the Spirit, began to speak in other tongues. Then his wife, and she was filled with the Spirit, began to speak in other tongues. I was single back then. And so came to me, and she said, uh, would you like me to pray for you? Pray for you? And I said, "Well, I don't know. I just feel like I'm in church and I need to go to the altar." And as soon as I heard those words come out of my mouth, I said, "Yes, I would," because I knew Him. Yeah. I knew the Holy Spirit, and I was at that time I was in the Southern Baptist Church, and when when they would have altar calls and invitations for people to come. Boy, you could sense the Spirit of God moving on people's hearts. And uh, I don't know, I've just always been aware of that, so I assume every believer is aware of that. But anyhow, um, so I would know, and to sometimes, before I was filled with the Spirit, I would know, like, you know, there's six people in this room of about 600 people who are going to, who the Lord is working on their heart right now, and they're going to respond. So they respond one by one, and I, could, I, was, I would watch, and I'm like, okay, there's one more. So I'd be praying until that one more person responded. Before I was filled with the Spirit. And so, um, and then sometimes I know, oh, there's like, oh, it seems like there's about one or two people. I'm not sure, right? You, you can't always tell. And so, uh, not always as distinct, and sometimes very distinct. And so, that same knowing that I had, sometimes he speaks, but not always in words. So, that same knowing that I had is that's how he prompted me when that lady asked, would you like to be filled with the Spirit? And before I had time to reason it out, because I had a lot of questions because I didn't know uh, as much then, and um, um, I said, I heard that come out of my mouth, and as soon as I heard myself say that, I said, oh yeah, oh yeah, sure. Because I didn't understand all the little details, but 
I knew his voice and his presence. And I knew his peace. Because I knew him. And Jesus said, you know him. But if you had said to me that day, before all this happened, and even that day after this happened, honestly, do you know the Holy Spirit? I just said, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess kind of. But I did know him. I just didn't recognize that I knew him in that way. And so, about 24 years ago probably now, but, um, and so you know him, and you're already acquainted with him. So it's not like a, you know, you're going to a, another country and you're going to get like, um, what do they call that? You know, and you kind of like, you're, you're, you're shocked and you don't know what's going on. Culture shock. culture shock, yeah. It's not like you're going to get culture shock. You know? No, he's, he's there with you everywhere you go. You know, culture can shock you, but he won't shock you. Um, and so you have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. Right? And so I don't, I don't want to go back over that too much. Let's turn to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. And um, I'm just going to do a little thing here and then I'd like to do a little bit of discussion. Um, I'm just going to read from verse 1. Uh, the former treaties or the other letter. Okay, you know like um, Luke... Uh, wrote Acts, and he also wrote Luke. Surprising. Okay. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. That's the first one. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, uh, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, uh, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. Right, so, he, of course, he's, here he's talking about the Holy Spirit, which he's going to say in the next verse. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from, or not many days hence, but not many days from now. So, so think about this. He has just raised from the dead. Um, and this is like his final moment with his closest imitators, disciples. Right? And he's saying, wait for the promise of the Father. Just like John baptized with water, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Just like John immersed and it, it touched every part of your body. Uh, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and He's going to touch every part of your being. Yeah. Right? Um, verse 6, When they therefore were come together, they asked Him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? They're always wanting to know that. <laughs> and He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in His own power. Right, so they're asking, is the kingdom coming back? Are we in charge again? Right? Yep. Well, it's not for you to know. The Father put in his own power. But you will receive power. So they're asking about the kingdom, the things of the kingdom, and he's answering them about the kingdom, the things of the kingdom. Right. 
right? You shall receive, uh, well, not only that concerning the kingdom, but why were they asking about the kingdom being restored to Israel? Because they wanted today to be affected. When I lived, not, I don't mean today, like, two, two, what is it, 2020. I mean the day in which they live. They're looking for all of the dishonest politicians to be taken out. Right. Do you understand that, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine that day. I mean, as, as honest as some people we may uh, uh, prefer appear to be, they're not Christ, right? I mean, and I don't know, I may be a little vulnerable, but I'm like, Lord, I so long for the day when true justice and truth is revealed and you execute the heads of many nations. <laughs> now, I want you to have mercy. I want them to have opportunities to come in, but I so long for real truth and real justice, right? Okay, so remember, so they're asking this. They're thinking... They're not filled with the Holy Spirit yet, but they are born again because he, you know, they have believed uh, that he rose again, right? And that was given to them of the Father, right? So they're born again, but they're not full of his spirit or immersed in his spirit yet because he hasn't come yet and because he hasn't gone. He, once he goes, then he can, his spirit can come back, right? Um, so uh, sometimes they could think too naturally. They're focused on natural things. Remember even Peter uh, before he was born again filled with the Spirit, he denied the Lord three times. Right. And yet he comes back and he preaches this powerful message. He's like, I don't care what you do to me. Well, that's the power of the Holy Spirit, all right? But you will receive power. The margin of my Bible says uh, for power is a little number two, and it says, the, or the power of the Holy Ghost coming upon you. Mm-hmm. So what kind of power are we going to receive? The same power that sustains God and that God uses the power of the Holy Ghost, right? Uh, after the Holy Ghost is, you'll receive the power of the Holy Ghost coming upon you after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Yeah. Right. I, I did that, I think, in a couple other translations right here. Weiss translation says, you shall receive power of the kind which God has and exerts. You hear that? Mm-hmm. You receive power of the kind which God has and exerts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we receive that kind of power when yeah. the Holy Spirit comes on us. You're immersed in Him. The kind of power which God has and which he exerts. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be those who testify of what they have seen and experienced. My witness, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, the only other translation I put down here was Doi Rhymes which says, but you shall receive the power of the Holy Ghost coming upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the uttermost part, excuse me, part of the earth. So the power, what, of the Holy Ghost coming upon you. 
There's something powerful about the Holy Ghost coming upon you. He's talking to people that are born again. There's something powerful about the Holy Ghost coming upon you. And there's something about the Holy Ghost coming upon you that gets you beyond yourself. Right? So remember what we read last week? I loved it. So I'm going to read it again. Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth said, The most important thing, the one thing that counts, is to see that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, filled to overflowing. Anything less than this is displeasing to God. You know, when I was in Tulsa, uh, going to Bible school at Ramah, uh, I was blessed with a, a, a great job, an IT job. I got it getting right out of the Air Force. And um, I was in over my head. And so... Um, you know, I'm like, Lord, what do I do? Well, I had just been filled with the Spirit like a year before. And so I didn't know any better and have, I didn't have any reasoning to stop me from it. So I'm just like, man, I got the Holy Spirit. And he said, he's proud, divine mysteries and secrets. And so this Unix system administration is a mystery and a secret to me. <laughs> so, so I would study, you know, regular books and learn. But then I'm like, how do I fix this? I'm in the middle of this server and I'm trying to fix it, you know, logged in and everything. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pray in the Spirit. <laughs> so I would just take about 30 to 60 seconds, maybe 120 at the most, and just pray in the Spirit. And as soon as I was done, I'd look at the problem again, but I wouldn't look here from here as much as I would from here. And all of a sudden, you know what? You need to do this. Type this in. Do this. And boom, fixed, 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 fixed. So I thought, so same problem. So I pray in the spirit again. I'm trying to say he's very practical. Right. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Okay. Uh, to see that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled. He said, "See that we are filled with the Spirit." Right. That's like Paul said in Ephesians chapter five: "Be being filled, or be filled with the Spirit." Which literally, if you look at it, how how that language Greek is uh, has a play on the words. It means be in a state of continual receiving a filling, right? Yeah. Be being filled. Right. And so uh, when we first started church and I was contracting in Michigan, we'd, I'd fly over the ports in Detroit a lot of time. And I remember seeing these cargo ships being loaded down with grain. And I was up too high to actually see the spout coming out. But I imagined seeing that filling that. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, I was just flying. I was exhausted, you know, because I, I, a lot of hours. And so I, I was looking down. But then I, I was like, I was imagining what that would look like, that ship being filled, and it was sinking deeper and deeper. You know, they have the marks so they know when it's full. So I was imagining that taking on more and more grain. And when I, when I uh, thought that, all of a sudden, in my spirit, the Lord witnessed to me, that is being filled. Mm. Wow. And I thought, oh, <laughs> I am not being filled. <laughs> in other words, that ship is positioned itself under the spout where it is filled. So it's positioned itself to, being, to, to be being filled. And the image that I had in my mind was of it being filled. And so there was a noticeable difference on how, how far... That's the word for that. I can't think of that. Anybody know that? Well, no, it's a shipping word. The draft, right. So the draft of the ship right, was getting deeper and deeper. And so... Um, uh, anyhow, it just the Lord gave me that great illustration, and I hope it blesses you because it really blessed me. And I'm like, whoa! Like, 
being filled. And so I, I was not always in that position of being filled. So he said, let's see to it that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, filled to overflowing. Have you ever been filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit? Well, what happens when you're initially filled with the Spirit is you're filled to overflowing so much so that what overflows is other tongues. But then that should not be the last time you were so full of the Holy Spirit that something came out that you didn't premeditate. Right? Well, in these days, we need to stay full of the Holy Spirit. So we can laugh at things that are foolish. Right? Well, uh, what, did, what did Jude verse 20 say? Anybody remember? <laughs> My beloved. Let's see here. Brandon, will you look it up? <laughs> Overflowing. Anything less than this is displeasing to God. You got it? Okay, go ahead. He's too slow. I'm just kidding. Jude 20. Jude 20 and 21. Can you, do you mind reading it? Or? Oh, I don't have it. I, oh, okay. Uh, Keep yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote it down. We are, I'm going to keep reading this until he gets that. We are commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit, and in the measure that we fail of this, you are that far short of the plan of God. The Lord would have us moving on from faith to faith, and from glory to glory, from fullness to overflowing. The Lord used this man to raise over 23 people from the dead. All right? It is not good for us, like Pastor Mark said, most of us are still working on number one. <laughs> I'm not going to. Somebody says like, but I don't have enough faith. Well, then the answer is to get born again. Because if you're born again, you have enough faith. You have overflowing faith. Mm -hmm. Imagine the faith that it takes you to be translated from darkness to light, to go from death to life. There is no greater miracle. That is the greatest resurrection. All right? And any believer has experienced that resurrection personally. Otherwise, you're not a believer. There is like a great gulf between hell and heaven, between death and life, and between uh, light and darkness. And the only bridge that crosses that is Jesus and His blood. And if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Well, if you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and you receive Him as your Lord, you have just committed, the, and you act on that, you have just committed the greatest act of faith that you will ever commit. In fact, the greatest exertion of power, the Bible says, that God ever demonstrated was in raising Christ from the dead. Why? Because when he was raising Christ from the dead, he wasn't just raising Christ from the dead. He was raising every one that would believe from the dead with Christ. Yeah. 
Christ just didn't like die with Tim's sins and he just didn't uh, take upon him and defeat Tim's sicknesses and Tim's poverty. He did it for all mankind that had lived before the time he showed up on the earth because he always was and that were living when he was on the earth and that would ever live. Right? He did it once for all. So that you're talking about the greatest display of power in existence and in, in time and in outside of time, the resurrection from the dead. So, um, you know, sometimes we think like my situation is so extreme and it's going to require so much faith. I don't know if I have what it takes. Well, you don't have the faith that it takes. Jesus didn't say, lay hold on your own faith. He said, lay hold on the faith of God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so you didn't get born again through your own faith. Mm-hmm. He gave you faith, right. resurrection faith, and that's the faith that saved you. Yeah. And so actually, we're not, you know, you make a huge mistake. I, 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 obviously, if you haven't noticed, I'm a, I, I teach and preach faith and I try to live faith. But that faith is in a person named Jesus Christ and in his Father, Jehovah God. So it's not faith in faith. Faith is not faith if it's not in him. It's his words that we're finding. This is what he said. He said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes on you. He's the one that said that. Well, he said, why? Well, I have to go to my father because if I don't go, he can't come. He said in verse four, in chapter 14, it's John chapter 14. It's going to be better for you if I go away, because if I don't go, he can't come. Right. Right. And then he's telling him about when he is going to be up there and send the Holy Spirit back. And that day you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. His word is the same as him. I wish I could like walk where Jesus walked with Jesus. Well, you just walk with the word. Yeah. Yeah. And let the Holy Spirit make it real to you. Um, all right, we're going to read that after I read this. Uh, we are commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit, and in the measure you felt, uh, fail of this, you are that far short of the plan of God. The Lord would have us moving from faith to faith, glory to glory, fullness to overflowing. It is not good for us to be ever thinking in the past tense, but we should be moving on to the place where we dare to believe God. He has declared that after the Holy Ghost has come upon us, we shall have power. I believe there's an avalanche of power from God to be apprehended if we will but catch the vision. Paul wrote at one time, I will now come to visions and revelations. God has put us in a place where He expects us to have His latest revelation. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, or the rhema of God, or the revelation of God. This is a relationship, a daily relationship, that He will give you things every day for your day. Mm -hmm. And He will make it real to you, and it will feed your spirit. Mm -hmm. And then you will soar. It's faith food, all right? Revelation of the, the revelation of the marvelous fact, Christ in us, and what it really means. We can apprehend Christ fully only as we are filled and overflowing with the Spirit of God. Think about that. Remember what, in light of what Jesus said. 
that he will not speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that will he speak. He will show you things to come. He will take the things of mine and declare it unto you. So if you're not yielded to the Holy Spirit or leaning into him or receiving from him, being filled uh, to overflowing uh, by him, how are you expecting to apprehend the things of Christ? He's the one that's the conduit. He's the one that, that is bringing that and making it real. Uh, you know, he's called, Jesus called him the spirit of truth, which if you look at it, uh, some translations actually translate it this way, the spirit of reality. And we need something real. Right. I'm like out of time. But this came up like the third time. Okay, so listen, Romans chapter 1 verse 4. Uh, no, let's, let's just start with uh, verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated the gospel of God. I love the book of Romans because I sometimes think the book of Romans is like what Paul or the Holy Spirit would write to the uh, United States of America. Because at the time this was written, Rome was in the position we're in. A lot of things different, but similar, okay? Uh, in other words, the, the world power. Which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. So Christ was uh, made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared uh, or determined to be the Son of God with power by, uh, uh, excuse me, according to the Spirit of Holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So uh, the resurrection of Christ from the dead declared him to be the son of God with power. Yeah. All right. So the same power that raised him from the dead, that same power shows up in the preaching of the gospel of his death, burial and resurrection. So the preaching of the gospel actually takes you back to the same event and the same power is accessed in that event. So the gospel is not the gospel when it's not proclaimed with power. Right? right? Yeah. Well, he said, I'll confirm my word with signs following. Yeah. So, uh, we should expect not only the words from the Lord, but we should expect the confirmation of the words preached, right. which is the demonstration of the power of God. Yeah. Yeah. Not only in the, in, the, in the recreation of the inward man, but also in the uh, coming into line with the word of the body, of the emotions, mm -hmm. and of the finance. Mm -hmm. In other words, every, the course in all its forms loses its place and its power. Right. Yeah. All right. um, we can apprehend Christ only uh, fully as we are filled and overflowing with the Spirit of God. Our only safeguard from dropping back into our natural mind from which we can never get anything is to be filled and yet filled again with the Spirit of God and be taken on to visions and revelations on a new line. The reason why I emphasize the importance of the fullness of the Holy Ghost is that I want to get you beyond all human plans and thoughts into the fullness of vision. Into the full revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, so uh, this is what he said. Now read yours and then I'll make a comment. Jude 20 and 21. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. 
Build yourselves on, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. doesn't say praying in the Holy Ghost gives you faith, but it builds you up on your most holy faith. And praying in the Holy Ghost keeps you in the love of God. And when you stay in the love of God, you are surrounded with the power and the protection of God. And so what happens many times is we may be filled and then, uh, you know, uh, you kind of leak. <laughs> That's why you have to be being filled, right? right? So you're always like, okay, Lord, I, I want to be filled. What? Be filled speaking. So uh, speaking in other tongues, you know, 1 Corinthians 14, uh, you edify yourself. Right. You, you build yourself up. And here you build yourself up on your most holy faith, but it builds your spirit, man. I know the longer I pray in other tongues, the more real the things of God and the spirit of God become to me. And the more clearly, the more clearly I see and recognize. Um, but uh, we have to stay full of the Holy Spirit. But what happens is sometimes we get full of the Holy Spirit and we begin to get, catch a glimpse of the plan of God. Maybe something he's put on your heart because desires that are put in your heart, uh, the Lord gives you the desires of your heart. Or he gives the desires in your heart, right? And so uh, those desires many times will see them and then we will go out in our own power and strength to fulfill them. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could all say that. Like, raise your hand or feet. Okay. okay. And so, so that's why we have to stay full of the Word and full of the Spirit because we're in a place where God then can do the impossible. Yeah. Like, you know, like, who is the best networker in the world? God. Your confession should be, I'm always in the right place at the right time with the right people and the right message yeah. because yeah. of God. Yeah. Right. I follow him. You know, if I ever veer off, I always come right back. Right. Right? That should be your thinking and your speaking and your living. And so uh, with God, nothing shall be impossible to him that believes. So if we could just uh, keep ourselves turned towards him, say, you know what, your Lord, especially... When it seems like everything around us is falling apart and crumbling. Because right. that is such a tactic of the enemy. Right. I mean, remember Jesus said about the parable of the sower? He's like, this parable will define for you every other parable. This is like the, 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 the key. Yeah. The Rosetta Stone, he didn't say, but you could say it's like the Rosetta Stone, right? And so, this parable. Well, what did he say? What happens when the sower sows the word to the one group of people? What happens? Immediately, the enemy comes in to try to steal it away. Right. So you may receive that in your uh, personal time with the Lord. You may receive it in a service. You may receive it listening to something, whatever. All of a sudden, you have it. But you better pay attention. You better write it down and better see to it that you go back and look at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you can know on the inside, and you do know, uh, the Lord will kind of let you know the importance of that. Yeah. Right. Well, you really got to focus on this. Like this is your thing for this year, he might say. You do not let this go for the year. Why? Because he knows what's ahead. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come. He doesn't always show you every detail. But God will, if you turn to him, stay full of the word and full of the spirit. Why? Because you're in a position where he is, is able to direct you and to show you. Where what? Well, if I'm full of uh, everything else, and I'm feeding on all this other stuff, and I just have a little bit of him here, what is going to happen? The leading of the Lord would become indistinct. Mm -hmm. The other way, what happens? Before you even recognize what's happening, you're following the Lord. 
you'll say stuff like, well, it's funny that I'm here today. Yeah. People that aren't used to it will be like, that is such a coincidence. <laughs> what are the odds of that? You know? And so follow the word, follow the spirit. Uh, anybody, questions, comments? I, I kind of went too long. Longer than I wanted to go, rather. No, no. They can. Just my experience here from about 2013 on, I started changing. Because I used to do exactly that all the time. I would hear from the Lord about something that, and we were reading um, plans, purposes, and pursuits, or following God's plan for your life, I can't tell you. And he, he talked about that too, but it was, um, you know, I hear from God, and then, like Kenneth Hagin said, sometimes the things I hear from God, they happen five, ten years down the road. Yeah. But for me, it's always, okay, I heard that from God. I have to do it right now. And in, in that time of prayer, God was in the driver's seat of my life. Yeah. And he and then when he showed me that the thing that he wanted me to do, I init then immediately threw God out of the driver's seat, climbed uh -huh. in, and then I, I wound up every time I tried to do those things, I would bang my head against a brick wall. Mm -hmm. And it when I got enough bruises on my on my forehead <laughs> to trying to do that, I finally realized, oh, I need to stop. And you know, when God shows me something almost step back and be like, all right, Lord, thank you for showing me that. I'm going to keep myself in the spirit and I'm not going to do a darn thing to try to make that happen. <laughs> I dare you to do it. <laughs> and then like yeah. what you said, uh, uh, we were, we were randomly walking through this one town and she walks into this little store and meets a guy who's the exact connection that I needed to get this one thing done. I was trying to do. I'm just like, that was a life changing meeting. Just mm. her randomly walking. Mm -hmm. God does things when, when, we, yeah. when he's in the driver's seat and we're just listening to him and flowing. Yeah, that's good. And then we get frustrated. I get frustrated. <laughs> I'll put up on you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Anybody else? You know, you have to, you have to uh, do what you know, what you believe, mm. right? You're like, well, I believe, because it doesn't always, many times, it won't even feel like, your thoughts will be like, that's not going to do any good, what's that going to do, that's just words on a page, da, da, da. but you just act it. Yeah. You just, no, I believe this, and actually, you've lived long enough, you have seen the, the, the uh, blessing of the Lord and experienced yeah. Him, that you can even say, no, you know what, yeah. you might as well stop talking to me, because I already know uh, I don't have to feel this. This is real. You know, I think of that when I do that illustration. I always think of, like, Jesus is already crucified, so I'm crucifying myself when I try to be connected to Brandon and Melody. Right? right? right. Worry, anxiety. This is what the world has to offer. Right? The world, it's the world's thinking. It's the, world, the wisdom of the world, which is, which is uh, wicked. Right, and so uh, it's a matter of just turning towards the Lord from your heart, and then saying, "Lord, I trust you." And I like to—I personally will say, if I'm struggling in that arena, 
I will just say it out loud. You know, uh, sometimes I feel like I'd rather reason it out and figure it out here. But I thank you that when I turn to you, you always give me what I need. You always give me the light and the understanding, and it's better. So I don't like to, I don't like to pretend like a feeling is not there. I'd rather, like, confront it. Sometimes I'll say, like, Lord, I'm going to pr- pray to you about this, but I really don't want to right now. Because, you know, Ephesians says if you bring it out of darkness into the light, it loses its power. So I don't like to let stuff just stay in darkness. You know, and I don't like stuff to disturb me when I'm talking to the Lord. So that's why if I got a to-do list that comes up, I write it down. So I can let it go and focus on Him. Right? It's, so the devil wants to like, take all these distractions and, 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 and uh, steal what is more precious than gold or silver, which is the revelation from God. Because that revelation has His life and His power in it. And like, like you were saying, he puts you in the right place at the right time with the right people right. that you couldn't orchestrate. <laughs> you couldn't get it all in, you know, 20 years trying to set it all up. Right. You know, somebody died and somebody, <laughs> oh, got to get somebody else, you know. I'd like to um, do something I don't always think about, and that's because I can, I can fall into that trap too. I, I, I need to surrender my thoughts and... and my actions, and um, sometimes it's like sautéing, and I'm, I'm sautéing, mm. and I sauté all these crazy thoughts, right. and I just sit, and then the devil's saying, yeah, you're doing good, you're cooking out really well, you know, you're sautéing. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like a good meal you're making there, and, and, uh, and then I catch myself, and I'm like, no, I, I'm not, I'm done cooking that, and I just, I, I just, I've done that so many times, and then. It's just like I end up in, end up in the pot myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think surrender of, of my thoughts and my will. Well, you know, the word says uh, casting down vain imaginations. Right. And everything that what? Against what? The knowledge of Christ. Right. So think about that. When you have these things that are trying to pull you, and it's you can tell it's like, well, yeah, what you believe is this, what you believe is that, you know? That's why I'm not trying to be political, but that's why I'm saying like what's happening is the antichrist spirits. Because it's trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. Right? Using any method possible to try to stop it. So casting out vain imaginations. I love David Livingston's diary, you know, um, his last entry that they found in his diary when they found him dead was, My Jesus, my King, my Lord, my all, once more I dedicate my whole self to Thee. Yeah. Well, so consecration and dedication is not a one-time prayer right. <laughs> or a one-time event. You have to, throughout your life, you have to, it needs to be a, a consistent practice. Like, you know, Lord, not my will, but your Jesus you know, people try to, the devil took that and put it in minds of people and twisted it. You know, Jesus said, you know, ooh, Lord, I don't want that cup. Let it pass from me. <laughs> Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Right? right? right. So uh, that was the assignment he had. Yeah. Well, he was, he was seeing everything he's going to have to go through, but for the joy set before him, right. he endured the cross. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Despising the shame. 
and is set at the right hand of God. Right? So, so sometimes you have to uh, consecrate, reconsecrate, rededicate yourself. Like, okay, Lord, you know. And on the outside of that, it's a little bit, can be a little bit like big or overwhelming. But as soon as you, as soon as you enter into it, it's freedom. Because you're a slave to, to yourself otherwise. But when you're a slave to Him and to serving righteousness, I don't know why the Bible calls that a slave, but I believe the Bible. Because that's freedom. Well, I know why that calls a slave. Because as tied as you were to the sin, as dominating as you were to the sin, righteousness dominates you. Yeah. Not in a demanding slave driver sort of way, but it... it, 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 it it calls the shots in your life. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll end in prayer. Mm-hmm. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that he lives on the inside of us. Father, we thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of speaking in other tongues. We thank you that we can be filled to overflowing. Like Paul said, I will pray in the Spirit. I will sing in the Spirit. Father, I thank you that when we pray in the Spirit, uh, that we build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, that we edify ourselves, that we speak out divine mysteries and secrets, that we magnify you well. Father, we thank you. Thank you for... Uh, the words that you give us that when we pray in an unknown tongue we don't pray to men but we pray to you and uh, Father we thank you hallelujah hallelujah oh basida gosime fiashola basiki adosa istalalando sosoho karavasiku shola labastesis just everyone pray in the spirit build yourself up on your most holy faith if uh, you're not filled with the spirit just pray in a language that you know uh, just uh, turn your heart to the Lord if you'd like to be filled with the Spirit, you can be. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He will fill you and baptize you. Just ask Him. Just say, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Father, we ask for a fresh infilling for every person that desires it right now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, recipor basico so so, e da vaiso no da male vindicito so mahala nendigicito. Oh, retefesia go coco hokia sanatesa. Oh, barashi ferosa parada vasise. Hare di sho to so mohoko de mandajishish. Anda voso so hokia da faso rebati sikida goho prasifina moko coho maravances. Eziko roso matande siki soho reda fasito so soho karabafo fetiti sekosos. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Samoko rota mahasifa so sos. Ora te siki soko reda basafatiki sho. Leonos, Lono Shimala Vandikia, so Parata Ponko, Komahara Bondo, Koshima, Koko, Fasino, Koso, Brata, Fasikini, Kishiki, Sokosos. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Well, if you're watching with us tonight and uh, you're not born again, you've never received Jesus, well, you can't be filled with the Spirit <laughs> until you're born again. Uh, but it's real easy to get born again. You just turn your life over to Jesus, as we were saying before. Uh, you simply turn away uh, from the world, the world system, yourself, having all the ideas, knowing everything, and you turn your life to Jesus Christ. And you do that by believing that God raised Him from the dead for you and that He paid the price uh, for your sins to be removed. And then just by declaring from your heart, I take Jesus as my Lord. He is my Lord and He's my Savior. And then uh, the Bible says you will be born again. I want to pray a prayer with you right now. And uh, I'd like you to pray with that. Pray with me if you'd like to receive Jesus from your heart. Just say this. Say, Oh God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your Son. And that He died on the cross to take away my sins. And that you raised Him from the dead in power. To set me free. I receive Jesus right now. As my Lord and my Savior. I'm going to live for Him every day. I'm not living for myself anymore. Thank you that I am now part of your family. And Jesus is my Lord. Amen.